0: Greetings, precious kinklings. You're listening to K is for Kinky, and we are your friendly neighborhood kinksters. Ken. And Eden. And today, we're covering an article that Jen found called the top... The,
1: the 10 most common kinks according to sex experts.
0: Yeah. So let's go ahead and see how these hold up on today's episode of K is for Kinky. Hello, and
1: welcome to the K is for Kinky podcast, This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions.
0: So this is an interesting topic to me because I don't know how to qualify what the most common kinks are, but I mean, there certainly seems to be like a proliferation of like people who like spanking or rope. Like I almost feel like the tasting booths at Club Awakening, shameless plug, kind of address (laughs) the top 10 most commons, which if I was guessing, I would guess people would say rope, hands on, impact with like paddles and implements. And like that's kind of cheating, though. Like I guess, like well, I guess, flogging and paddles. And keep then keep in like,
1: mind, though, that this is an article in Pop Sugar, which is a vanilla, I think. Pop Sugar, dun dun
0: dun dun dun.
1: Like they cover entertainment and beauty and family stuff and whatever. And apparently, so, the top ten most common kinks. Well, and they have a love and sex section, which is where this is from. <laughs> okay, so so it's 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 an interesting grouping that they put forth. So we thought we'd kind of skim through and look at their list and talk about it.
0: Yeah. But before we do, I just want to say hello, everyone. We're happy you're here with us today because we know you could be literally anywhere else, but you don't want to. You want to be here with us because we're awesome and you're awesome. And when we're all together, we make an awesome kinkster podcast.
1: Maybe they're multitasking. Maybe they're with us while they're driving or while they're Washing their dog or
0: multitasking kinklings. <laughs> hashtag. Oh my god, I should not be allowed to say hashtag or even to use them. Let's move forward with this. So my favorite kinks or like my favorite things to do so far. I love receiving flogging. Wait, wait, wait,
1: can I just can we just talk for a second about the week we've had? This is what I what. what? Yes, I just want to be like real for a second. And my kinks out. are
0: real. Are you devaluing no, no, no. my kinks?
1: I, I want to proclaim, (laughs) proclaim, celebrate how I was celebrated (laughs) for my birthday and be like, y'all are awesome. And if you missed it, you missed out because like Eden and a bunch of our friends did. So we celebrated at my kinky karaoke play party. Another plug full of shame. Um, no, Jesus, shame slugs. <laughs> um, yeah, they've been planning for months hold on. and it was awesome.
0: I wanted to say Tussled, that's right, the Tussled from our team, you know, K is for Kinky Tussled, who writes Tussled's notes, is the one who came up with this idea to flash mob Miss Jen on, at Kinky Karaoke. And it ended up being super fun. I think there was like seven or eight of us and it was just such a blast. um Miss Jen got up and, you know, did a little solo dance in the front.
1: Well, you were doing New Kids on the Block or NKOTB, as the fans call them. And I was very happy that muscle memory kicked in and I was able to do the dance.
0: Yeah. New Kids on the Block. was a risk. We put all Miss Jen's favorite artists on there. So there was some Kesha. Mm-hmm. There was some Alanis Morissette. New Kids on the Block. I like big butts. Got to put I like big butts in that. So anyways, Mm -hmm. we had a really good time for your birthday.
1: It was really fun. It was a great night. The party itself, even without that, was a great party. It was wonderful. People were singing and dancing and playing. And it was really a lot of fun. And then to have that on top of it. And then we also had um, lemon meringue cheesecake, which I wanted to like just dive into. It was so good. Um,
0: Ooh, that's like sploshing. That is not, I, I, I bet money that sploshing's not on the top 10 most common Probably list not. from Pop Sugar.
1: Probably not. Um, but yeah, it was just a wonderful night. And I just wanted to say that and like acknowledge it because it really meant a lot to me. Um, and so I just wanted, this is the first time we're recording after that happened. So I just wanted to
0: say that. Yay, Miss Jen, you're older and prettier than ever. All right, let's do this. So my favorite kink, like, I really like mental play. I really like, I don't fucking know, like, I mean, well, now I'm thinking about sexy stuff, but, like, flogging mm-hmm. is super good. I love primal and sensual play. Um, I don't know. Like, I love power exchange in general. When you layer in power exchange into scenes and you have, like, this tension and, like, it's just fucking awesome. What are your favorite kinks?
1: Well, we've kind of, I mean, my favorite top kink is, is connection and energy exchange because that for me tops everything else like no matter what else I'm do- <laughs> no matter what else I'm doing that is a key like I can't I don't want to be disconnected and I don't want my bottom to be disconnected during a scene um and believe you know, it or not
0: this is a kink it's not just a style like being into the connection or into like getting into people's heads like that is a kink
1: Well, and just like I've seen people where the top is sort of like, you know, spanking their bottom, but they're kind of looking off into the distance or around at the crowd and they just don't seem very connected. And that to me, I don't that's not me. That's not like I can't like why
0: (laughs) for me for me <laughs> i like manhandling i like being kind of thrown around a little bit you know do you have any other kinks you want to share before we go into what pop sugar says well
1: no i mean because that's my top thing but i like a lot of shit underneath that i just it doesn't it doesn't count as much if there's not connection <laughs> and energy in the okay. scene so it's not the so action. things i like it's just you it's know. not the
0: action it's how you do it it's who's yeah. doing it
1: all right so, by the way um i'm saying this more for you than them but we will link to this article in the show notes right
0: yes okay don't um, so who, who wrote this article who's this by
1: so this is by sarah Youngblood gregory
0: what an amazing name sarah <laughs> Youngblood gregory excuse me is she a character from a book she sounds amazing
1: <laughs> well and and this article came out yesterday
0: jesus we're really on top of this she also wrote the polyamory workbook right
1: Yes, let me make sure that's the correct title. Ah, Clicked on her name to find out more. The Polyamory Workbook um, is what she wrote. Awesome. So, yeah. And sarahgregory.org is her. Yeah,
0: and we don't know for thing. sure if she's kinky, but she's definitely involved in the feminist movement and has contributed a lot, obviously, to polyamory. She's clearly steeped in that. So we don't think that she's unqualified to have written this article, um, but it is exciting to look at a pop sugar, basically vanilla forward um website and see what they say about the top 10 kinks Boo. let's do it let's them off go <laughs> what's the first one
1: um, number 10
0: i'm assuming number one is like the um sh-
1: i don't think they're actually labeled with numbers okay,
0: well that's my first critique on this article <laughs> It's not, not numbered and i love numbering things so oh fail
1: well so first of all she goes through and just talks about like what is a kink, right? Um, What does she
0: say a kink is?
1: Kink is a broad term used to describe any number of sexual activities, fantasies, or desires that exist outside the, quote, conventional expressions of adult sexuality. Let's
0: pause. So first of all, that was a quote from the article. We just want to make that very clear. Second of all, I disagree with that definition because she qualified it as sexual. Yeah.
1: So that is a common definition for kink. It traditionally is a definition based in sexuality um i think that a lot of kinksters a lot of people in the community now add sort of to that and say you know yes this and it also doesn't have to have anything to do with sexuality or sex um and i think we've talked about that before but it is the most common definition include is all about sex
0: It makes me feel sick to my stomach how naive I was when I first got into kink, how open I was talking about it with vanilla people, because I now understand that all of the vanilla people I've ever told about the fact that I'm kinky think I'm a sex freak. And like, I know that that, I kind of like knew that was a possibility in the back of my mind, but I'm like, no, because we're like really progressive and like, we really talk about this shit. Therefore, people must know it's not about sex. And yet here we go, right? In this pop sugar article, Uh -uh. boom, hold on, because
1: the next paragraph she states It's not, so she says, people often assume a kink is inherently sexual activity or that it's foreplay leading to sex, but for many people, kink is an erotic experience all on its own. So.
0: Thank God, Sarah Youngblood, Gregory. (laughs) We really appreciate you coming in with that because I'm telling you. So she does point out, yeah, that it's
1: not always includes sex stuff. Okay,
0: then. All right. Let's keep, she she warmed me back up again. Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) Uh, oh by the way um notes to self and just to the listener read the full thing before you make the critique on the first paragraph but paragraph number two might make it <laughs> unnecessary for you to have given the first review read more
1: yeah i like this line she includes with this in mind kink is better understood as an erotic or sensual experience that is stimulating mentally emotionally physically and or sexually so the f- <laughs> this is where it gets a little a little weird the first one that's listed is BDSM. <laughs> yes.
0: All of BDSM is the most common kink. Now she
1: says, here's what BDSM stands for, and that there's a lot of activities and types of play that can fall under BDSM. It's only like
0: a thousand plus, but it's fine. It's, it's, <laughs> all of it is common.
1: Jesus. Um, but it links to another article that Pop Sugar did called BDSM for Beginners. Maybe we should do that in another podcast.
0: I don't know. Let's see how this article goes, and then we'll <laughs> okay. see if we go to BDSM for beginners.
1: All right. So here's one. The first one listed, dominance and submission. So she's, she talks about how both are both of these things can be a kink. They can also be a relationship dynamic, commonly referred to as DS. Um. So she does speak to it in both a power exchange way and a play way. So that's good.
0: I think she's not wrong either. I mean, a lot of what's sexy for a lot of people when it comes to like kink is this idea of power exchange because it feels so taboo, especially like society spends a lot of time telling us how we should and shouldn't behave and obviously and rightly so emphasizing like our rights as people and equality and like just general good behavior. But a lot of the things that we want to do behind closed doors in the bedroom have nothing to do with societal norms, expectations and equality. It has to do with indulging in fantasy and just getting off you know safely and consensually even though kink doesn't have to have sexual activities
1: in it. no it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> i think you know yeah i think in in most aspects even just if you're looking at play without sex without relationship like platonic whatever um not there are exceptions to this of course right but i think you the majority of kink play includes some kind of power exchange, even if it's just a temporary agreement that I, the bottom, give you the top permission to do these things and to lead how this goes, right? Even just at a base level, um, there's that. And, and obviously, like I said, there's different situations that that might not be the case, whether it's two switches There's still power exchange, but it's kind of more of a back and forth or if there's more of like role play that defies the containment of how those people maybe identify in their roles outside of that role play. Like there are exceptions to it, but I think that exchange of power, that agreement um, is definitely going to be common for sure.
0: I don't know if I don't know if I'm just kind of going off of on a limb here but I believe it was like the Victorian era in particular that like highly emphasized civility in society over like what they would probably describe as primal human behavior and urges and I feel like there is this kind of dichotomy in human mindset of we have to be civil we have to be functional in in a society context sexuality falls under this line where it doesn't fit into that and that's I also think why kink ends up falling under the umbrella of sexuality for a lot of people because kink doesn't have to be sexual but it does not fit either power exchange alone to me is almost like a primal human behavior it makes sense that this is considered a a top 10 most common kink
1: the next one I've already mentioned it's role play
0: yeah, who doesn't want to be somebody else for five seconds? You know what I mean? Jesus, <laughs> hopefully longer than five seconds. <laughs> I'm just saying. You just want to check. This out, is like,
1: now a five second scene. Ready, go. Yeah, I think role play is something that has is common because a lot of people enjoy role play, but they justify it as like still being vanilla. But is it like? <laughs> I think yes. There's different levels of role play, right? Like. You can have the more sort of generic, you know, oh, the pizza delivery boy is here with the pizza, and we happen to be in the middle of an orgy, and I don't know. Is that commonplace?
0: Well, here's what I think is commonplace. (laughs) I think it gets kinkier the more you commit. So if you are just dressing up as a schoolgirl and, like, your person's being the teacher— but that's all you do. You dress up. You say a couple of sentences you saw in a porn and then you do it. To me, that's fairly vanilla role play. But if you go into it and you really lean into those roles and you really get into that headspace and you're really actually examining internally what it would be like to be a student fucking your teacher, that's kinky as fuck. That it doesn't just, have to it's, be
1: fucking. You're really, so focused on sex. Committing to it, yes. I think it makes it kinkier the more you commit to the role play and the darker you
0: go yeah the more twisted the more fucked up it gets
1: the more taboo y'all
0: i really do know that sex isn't inherently a part of it i just feel like (laughs) well
1: because you brought up the whole like teacher thing and like that could just be a full spanking scene right like that doesn't have to be sex but getting back to the vanilla thing i think for a lot of people who consider themselves vanilla would use it as like sex foreplay right they're like we really like to role play this whole teacher student thing and get over my knee and give a little like smack smack and then we're gonna have sex now like it's yeah
0: (laughs) you know i think i think it's just the level of commitment and how far you let yourself go into the mental aspect of it yeah so but cool role play good good for vanilla people good for pop sugar good for good for all of us next kink
1: uh well again another broad category (laughs) impact play
0: impact play is quite the thing to state as your kink to be real i was kind of jokingly saying it earlier about like you know crop skins and paddles like hands-on like there are generic titles for things but there's such a broad range of impact play impact play my god like uh how do you even she's not wrong but it's like being like people's favorite things to eat food (laughs) Like, that's kind of what she just did. <laughs> well, I mean, BDSM some, and food.
1: <laughs> some people aren't into impact and that's okay. Um, but I think, yeah, impact play definitely is a broad spectrum of things. Um, and I could see how this would be a very common one, how it kind of go Like, what do I always call spanking, right? The gateway play. Because a lot of vanilla people, well, I put quotes around that. like oh we just do a little light spanking you know or whatever and that's still kinky i to me it would still you know it's it's a little bit lighter but like that's still kink um and so i think i can understand why it would be the most common if you're spanning across kinksters and vanilla world um because like spanking and things like that are so common um or like if people are combining like role play with impact, it might be like, oh, you know, belt, you know, punishment, whatever, role play. And so then it's, it turns into impact.
0: I feel like for some people, impact is not fun. Like for some people who are not masochists, they don't necessarily enjoy impact for the sake of it, but they might enjoy the fear aspect or the pantomiming of punishment. Like there's so many reasons why impact play might be exciting, even beyond just the physical sensation um, what's, so now we have BDSM as a general category. We have, what was it? We just talked about DS, role play. DS. And impact. And impact. What, what else does, does this article say? Rope and bondage. Okay. That, I, I feel that is a very fair one on the list. That is also like, that shocked me how prevalent that is in the scene. When I first came in, because like, to me, it's like interesting, but I didn't realize what a big world there is surrounding rope. And I mean, you, you can just only be into rope and you'd never get bored
1: yeah i mean this includes rope or other types of bondage basically you know restricting movement essentially is which could be handcuffs it could be leather cuffs it could be rope it could be straps it could be saran wrap you know whatever i think it also ties in
0: oh my god (laughs)
1: To the power exchange piece, right? Because if you are restricted in your movement, that, you know, automatically you're giving up some some control or some power and are more vulnerable, right? So I think it ties right into that as well.
0: What does it say next?
1: Temperature play.
0: Oh my gosh. You know why I put that, right? Because ice. That's why. Because that's like the big like secret thing. It's like, I okay, I'm not going to tell you who told me this because it's kind of creepy when I reveal the source, but... I once had an older role model in my life tell me that in order to be a good lover, I should be creative. And then they mentioned ice cubes and it was a vanilla person ish. And I just find that fascinating. Like that, that brain blast of I should use ice cubes and that'll really push this over the edge. It's kind of true. Ice cubes in particular, you know, Um, but that's weird. I would not think that was common, but maybe it is common.
1: Well, wax play like that's, under temperature play you've got like hot wax you've got cold water warm water ice also which this part isn't on the article but like having toys that like you've put in the fridge or freezer right to cool it down um utilizing furniture that you're using maybe at a at a dungeon that gets cold right um
0: like i think it's, it's interesting because i it's not something i would have thought of but yeah that's totally valid totally valid
1: apparently there's a whole other article on pop sugar just about temperature play
0: what is up with pop sugar <laughs> who is this what is, is this is just one big advertisement for pop sugar <laughs> jesus okay what's next <clears throat> is there more oh yes there's more oh
1: good yes the next one is praise Praise kink.
0: Like some of us honestly just need praise and it's only become a kink <laughs> because it's so scarcely available in the world around us that now it's a kink. Now it's so hard to be told good fucking job. You just got to make it into a fucking kink and be like negotiating in advance for it. There's also an article
1: on... <laughs> just fuck.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, everybody yeah. needs praise. Some of us just have a really weird feelings surrounding praise in general.
1: I've heard of people like tying down their partner and just giving them compliments and it's like the worst torturous scene ever.
0: I just don't understand that because, I mean, to me, I feel like I like to be complimented. Like, I really love it. So I guess I have, I do actually feel I have a praise kink. Yeah. But I also just like to receive praise. Like, I am due praise. Like, I work hard. Like, there are things well, about me, you
1: know? And I, the- I think a praise kink, though, is above and beyond like your typical, like, hey, good job or hey, cute shirt or whatever. No, like, I mean, I like Because they call it aka worshiping kink. Like, it's... I think it's – when it becomes a kink, it's, like, more. I mean, I'm I'm saying
0: I have both. I think I have a reasonable enjoyment of just generic praise. And I also would really enjoy praise during, like, kink things or doing stuff like that. Like, it feels really good for somebody to say good girl during a scene. Like, it feels really good. But I also know that there is the reverse out there. And I think it's really fascinating. And I've met so many people who get painfully uncomfortable if you compliment them even a little tiny bit – And for me, I'm like, you know, I see that as something that's like, you need to learn how to be able to hear praise and to know that you're worthy of it. But some people just don't like to be given attention. So it's just really fascinating. And then what's the next one? You said it's, it's, uh, what's the next thing? Humiliation. Humiliation. And this is what's funny about it. Some people find praise to be utterly humiliating. This I'm much more into. (laughs) A lot of people are into humiliation. No, I am too. I just, it's the sadism. I'm teasing you. I really enjoy it. This is the one
1: that, you know, you got to be careful around what type of humiliation you do um, because some things could be great and other things could be triggering. So you want to make sure that you negotiate this well um, and that you know what kind of humiliation either your partner enjoys or what kind of humiliation you enjoy to let your partner know.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like for me, like I don't mind embarrassment. Embarrassment is hot. And to me, embarrassment is like very mild, Whereas humiliation can kind of be attached. I've heard it. I, I've heard people compare humiliation to having it attached to shame. And I don't ever want to be ashamed. But like the example that you give is when you call me a whore. Yeah. And that's really <laughs> fucking hot. But it's sexual <laughs> humiliation. And it's also like coming from a person that I know really loves me. So it feels safe. Because I know that you don't literally think that that is true of me, mostly. Well, no, um, it's not true at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I really, I really do like sex. So I mean, that is kind do you get of get paid for it. And do it with everybody? No, there but not... whores don't all do it with everybody. Well, a lot of people, they, they vet, pay you? They vet, they vet. But yeah, they do get paid. You've been getting paid? If you pay me money, I'll be having paid. No. Can that, I have some okay. money? I'm trying to point out that you are that my you sugar daddy.
1: actually a whore.
0: I don't know. That's how I live in this house. I'm trying how to I, help it's... you. Oh my God. I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, anyways, the point is, the point is, like, humiliation is fun when it's consensual and safe and sane. So.
1: But I get it. Do we need to, um... Content warning, the word
0: whore. I probably, <laughs> probably content warning, whore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because like we just said, certain types of humiliation can be triggers. Some are great and you got to be kind of specific.
0: Also, though, kind of hardcore to be like, hey, we're a pop sugar article. We're going to talk about role play and rope and humiliation. Like it just humiliation is really risky. You can really fuck somebody up by doing it wrong. I mean, you're not going to fuck somebody up by praising them. Like They might get mad at you or be like, I'm done with this shit. You could fuck somebody up emotionally and like their self-esteem if you do humiliation wrong.
1: Granted, in this article, they keep
0: it fairly like... What do they suggest for humiliation? Well, they said...
1: They said... (laughs) This can look as simple as being called words like bad or naughty. (laughs) I'm not laughing at it because it's totally legit.
0: Jen, you've
1: been very naughty <laughs> um for others sorry that was a continue there's more to the sentence
0: oh, for there's others
1: more. it may look like begging for attention or touch you know like beg for it kind of a thing
0: oh that's kind of hot
1: but that's the end of the description
0: well okay so, so... It. so they're at least not advocating for like legit hardcore humiliation they're advocating more for like yeah. slight embarrassment okay moving on what's next <clears throat>
1: Oh, so the next one is edge play, which I, at first I was like, "Oh, edge play—that's also a very broad category." It's also kind of hard because we typically define or use the word edge play as to describe things that are riskier, right? Um, but but upon further reading, they are using edge play in this article to describe edging. Um, which, which is hot, basically is bringing your partner to the edge of orgasm and then stopping and then repeating that process. Um, basically kind of like tease and denial, um, and stuff. So there's also a full article on <laughs> guide to edging. <laughs>
0: Wait, so am I allowed to make sexual comments about this one? Because this one seems kind of sexy. Well, I mean, this one definitely includes Sex. Stuff. Can you? This is really interesting. Actually, I'm just posing this, and I actually already know of one person at least who does not see edging as inherently sexual. They see it as a branch of BDSM kink specifically. Mm-hmm. But can you really engage in non-sexual edging? Because the point of it is is stimulation, and is to result either in the best orgasm ever or the worst ruined orgasm of all time. But <laughs> orgasms to me firmly fall under the line of sexual. Okay. Unless, I mean, I guess unless you have like a spiritual orgasm, then I'd be like that's sexual, spiritual, like it's like. a. So I have two, I have two
1: things to say about this. One is for some, it may be more about the power exchange aspect of the edging as opposed to the orgasm. So it's kind of like saying like, I love to get spanked but i hate pain it's not about the spanking it's about the power my top has over me in that moment right so when it comes to edging i can see where somebody might focus more on the power exchange aspect of it the control aspect as opposed to the orgasm itself right so that's one part of it the other part of it is that somebody might not consider it sexual in the sense of a sexual act between them and their partner, because it doesn't necessarily mean that there has to be any, like, point of contact between, like, toys can be used, like, I've seen somebody get tied and they have, you know, a tachi tied to their leg in a way that it causes stimulation, but, like, the top isn't actually touching their genitalia to you me that's I mean? still
0: sexual play though whether or not you yeah. are getting yourself I'm, off to or... you yes
1: i'm saying for some people if there isn't if there's no need to screen for stis that it doesn't count as sex
0: <laughs> for some, oh, for some. I'm so just interesting out there. no no i think it's i think it's totally valid i think the way th- the ways that we define sexuality sex sensuality stuff like that like i think that's really important this is why negotiations important y'all anyhow mm. let's move forward all right but yay for edging. Good job.
1: Ready? This is the last one. Was that 10? Two, three,
0: four, ten. yeah. Oh, shit. Number 10. All right, good job. They, go. they knew how
1: to count. Um, exhibitionism and voyeurism.
0: This one scares me in a vanilla article. This one scares <laughs> me in a vanilla article because I feel like vanilla people don't know the difference until they've been taught explicitly between exhibition and voyeurism and peeping tomfoolery
1: so interesting is that they list a few common ways to do this and one of them is mutual masturbation so that's safe and consensual
0: Um, please don't say that they list like a hole in the bathroom wall as as a way of doing this
1: well they say public but discreet sex and that is risky right that's risky because if you're in a public space that is not a a dungeon or you know whatever sex club whatever uh, you risk not you know people non consensually seeing you um and possibly being arrested so <laughs> well not <laughs> the people who that. see you they won't
0: be arrested you'll be arrested that's what i mean yeah, yeah. um love how this article is just kind of like low key advertising for <laughs> like possibly illegal behavior
1: but also group sex right so like if you go to a swing club or go to a organized orgy or I mean, they are I don't pretty know. well organized Whatever. you know you gotta, you gotta organize that shit um there, i'm sure there's spontaneous orgies somewhere
0: <laughs> i was reading an article actually by somebody who's been doing it for a long time and she was like i fucking have this down to the time frame you will get here on time and you will leave on time you have 15 minutes have at it but the next guy's minutes. coming in 15 minutes i don't know she had them on a schedule and it was really Wait, brilliant. is that an orgy or a gangbang Oh, it was a gangbang. Never mind. It That's was a gangbang. Gangbang. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: But any of those things, right, um, could fall under exhibitionism and voyeurism. Um, but obviously the, the piece that we see a lot in our world is at parties that allow, um, well, in this case, it's talking about sex, but also exhibitionism and voyeurism can have just as much to do with non-sexual play
0: no totally yeah i mean honestly the best advice to give people is if they really want to do exhibition exhibitionism Exhibitionism. you can do it i believe in you exhibitionism and voyeurism <laughs> just go to a dungeon and watch legitimately yeah, like that's one of the safest ways don't to do this do
1: any like solo play in the corner while you watch because that's usually not allowed no, but does, do, but does, does she watch. say that
0: does she say go to your local bdsm dungeon no. Well, God damn it! <laughs>
1: you know, if you're not wanting to go to... Like, a lot of people, if it's a vanilla article, a lot of people are reading this, they're like, never in their life do they want to go to a dungeon. Well, it's terrifying. Okay, look,
0: if they're interested in an orgy, they're probably going to have to go to a dungeon or some sort of adjacent place. Like, well, if they're going to go that orgy. far... I said orgy. <laughs> oh, it doesn't list orgy? <laughs> it says
1: group sex. But, like, that could be an orgy. It could be swingers. It could be Where partner swapping. Where are you to safely find
0: those things without going to a public space, like that's so oh dude there's there's uh this is facebook groups for it huh well <laughs> i went on there's facebook websites. and i, I found an, i found a people for the group Not... sex <laughs> Donk! <to> <laughs> i found a good facebook group for this no, i'm adding this whole
1: websites for swinging and stuff oh well good yeah. for them yeah Well, I'm so obviously. A lot of people who swing do like their own private groups and things. Like that's good. Well, that
0: makes me feel good. I'm I'm happy for the swinger population that they got that shit together. Good for them. Yeah.
1: Now, I I do want to say that after was that all we wanted to say about voyeurism and? and, Yeah, just the fact
0: that that's a little bit of a risky thing to include without talking about safe and like legal ways of getting your. Well, and I also am a little disappointed
1: that she doesn't talk about non-sexual exhibitionism and voyeurism because that's huge in the community. Well, but again,
0: she kind of is framing this through the lens of sexuality because of people like me. She's getting away with it, so. No, 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 (laughs) for real, for real. She should have broadened it a little more.
1: What I do like is that after listing all these 10 things, um, there's a section of the article that talks about exploring kinks safely, um, that, you know, kinks do come with risks, both physically and emotionally, and that part of being kinky is educating yourself and your partners on safety, risk, consent and communication before engaging. So um, and, you know, checking in with each other aftercare, yada, yada, like she mentions that stuff. And I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, honestly, to me. Considering that this is aimed at a vanilla audience and written by somebody who is not really—I don't know if she's in the BDSM community—but she's she not advertising I mean, that she fun. is. <laughs> I think that she wrote this in a way that was super accessible, really appropriate for vanilla people. While there are some things that leave a little bit to be desired, I would give this an A minus, which is a super high score for anything. Like when it comes to kink, like I feel like this was a very respectful article. Um, it is weird that she. T- all of impact play, all of BDSM. <laughs> like there are some things I'm like, come on now. Well, at but... the end she
1: wraps up with the difference between a kink and a fetish, and then that's pretty much the article.
0: I mean, and also she probably has a word count or something cutting her off. She can't be super long-winded or people won't read it. So she condensed a lot of good information in a mm-hmm. short space. A plus. Actually, a minus. But a plus. A plus for effort and for execution. A minus for a couple of things I wish would have been better.
1: And she didn't have to go into a long explanation for several things because she just linked to, to other the articles. Other.
0: Did she write the other articles? Please tell me she linked her own articles. I don't know. Let
1: me look. Let me look. Hold on. Let's see. Um, if, she
0: did not write all of them. Okay. If you are listening, Miss um, Youngblood Gregory or Ms., um, thank you so much for writing this. We really do appreciate it. Um, it's just really rare to get a piece of good information like this. And also, vanilla people might identify as vanilla but actually have their own kinks or have some sort of intersection and safety is so important and the only way that you spread safety is spreading knowledge so thank you for making this accessible <laughs> generally speaking great job Great so, job. also cool I, name a plus on your name yeah so the other articles
1: were written by other people I just I was clicking on a couple of them and I the one on role play is titled these sexy role play ideas are
0: perfect for your next date night. Oh, oh, read those and I want to do one of them. Let's pick one. Go ahead. Oh we'll God. pick the best one. We have a date night like probably on Sunday, <sighs> so this is going to be great. Date Ooh, date we should pretend time. that we've never met before and then we should pick each other up in a bar. I tried that with my ex once. We terrified the bartender. It was we were too involved it was creepy what do you mean you terrified the bar how did you terrify the bar because we kind of involved her in our role play non-consensually because we didn't know about well she didn't know about it but like we really were pretending we didn't know each other and like she she was part of that because like it was weird like she probably had creepy vibes from us honestly it was a failed role play my ex and I had a lot of failed attempts to incorporate any sort of kink <laughs> into our relationship. It was not not good. There is a whole freaking list. Well, here. list them all off, and I'll say yes okay. or no for us. <laughs> not yes or no for you. You all can do your own yes or no. So go ahead. Listen, list I'll re- respond. This
1: is one that I've actually not heard of. Chef and waiter. No. <laughs> Plumber or other maintenance worker and homeowner. No. <laughs> Taxi driver and passenger. No. I had to think about it. No. <laughs> uh, pizza delivery person. I already mentioned that. Personal trainer and client.
0: Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Do we have to work out? Well, just we'll, we'll start. <laughs> like you'll walk me. First of all, can you be the aggressor in every okay, situation? Can you be the aggressor in every situation? Are you the trainer? The and list? Porn stars. Yes. <laughs> let's do it. Strangers. Yes. Strangers. <laughs>
1: boss and employee yes massage therapist and client
0: well hold on so are you the client hitting on me the massage therapist so that you get a massage out of this role play hmm. or are you being creepy <laughs> like oh hey you missed a spot or am i the client and you take advantage of me i don't know okay do we both get massages out of this role play should we, no, we should... just me oh well. okay um
1: oh you're gonna love this one the teacher student christian gray and anastasia Steele from 50 shades
0: I am so disappointed. Just make sure you practice your lip bite. I'm <laughs> I'm so I just li- I just did a great lip bite at her. I'm so disappointed that this made the role playlist for Pop Sugar. Okay, keep going. The answer mm. is no. By the way, in case you didn't know, Harry Potter and Hermione. I just don't like that pairing. It's not even <laughs> like it's just like the least creative pairing from that thing. Bellatrix and Hermione, I would be into.
1: Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly.
0: I'm worried that we're doing real uh, people. <laughs> And not characters now. That's starting to cross the line into being very creepy.
1: Anthony Bridgerton and Kate
0: Sharma. Is that like a Bridgerton thing? Is I, that like I a Victorian so. era? Is that like a Mr. Darcy like per- is this Maybe, like a I don't know. Jane Austen y vibe? Bridgerton. Probably. Okay. So like Jane Austen vibes. Okay, yeah. well no, I don't want that. <clears throat> nurse and patient. I would only be into it if you were like an evil nurse.
1: <laughs> Sorry, this next one. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Barista and customer. Damn it, you got my name wrong again. <laughs> That's
0: great. Can we please, can we please act that out a little bit right now, really fast? Here, you, you'll see okay. a little, let's do a little role play so, right here. Michelle, right here, right here. What? Um. Okay, this is for <laughs> Jessica. Is there a Jessifer here? Jessica. Seriously?
1: Jennifer is like the most common name in the universe. And you can't get that right?
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just have never heard that name before. And I, I, I'm really new at this job. And it's like only day three. Please don't get me fired. I'll do anything.
1: <laughs> anything? Anything at all. <laughs> All right, cut. Okay. Yes, Miss um, Jennifer. So the next section is a few ideas for like storylines okay. instead of characters. Okay. So meeting in the library. We have to be very quiet. <laughs> exactly. Having sex in an airplane, the Mile High Club.
0: Okay, that one I actually don't get because honestly, sex in an airplane—those bathrooms are tiny so and disgusting. Yeah, people, like, there's like I a million people on the plane, and I'm also always afraid it's going to crash the whole time I'm on it.
1: I think that's one of it's those like things—ultimate fear play.
0: People do it to say they've done it, but that's it. No one actually wants to have sex <laughs> in an airplane anymore. It's now in a private jet, totally. Let's have sex.
1: Okay, this one we've said already, which is picking each other up at a bar. That's a pretty common one. We see that a lot in media as well. Yeah,
0: I'd love for you picking up at a bar. Um
1: cheating on your partners with each other so pretending i cannot
0: tell you the number of family guys american dads and like adult cartoons that feature that exact plot it's and like they never recognize each other in the wigs it's every time
1: (sighs) but yeah so that's that it that's well they say like obviously the options are endless like it's really just about How is improvising cheating
0: even in oh, okay, sorry i don't mean if this is your kink it's fine but to me cheating in particular is really hurtful and damaging to trust so i get that it could be like a dark role play but to me the thought of acting out cheating on you isn't even fun for me to imagine because it's just well, sickening for me personally no,
1: no 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 you would picture that your partner is
0: oh. emotionally
1: you and I I can invent a different getting, partner yeah like in your head you're with some asshole and you oh. meet me and we're we're having an affair
0: oh see, that's how that is that makes me feel better because I would never want to cheat on you and that makes me sad yeah, even no, if it was with other, you
1: yeah no we would be the like one if,
0: if you were if you had a clone version of you I would not want to cheat on you with your clone because I wouldn't <laughs> want to hurt you I would just date both of you but you see what I'm saying now That's how
1: I imagined it anyway.
0: Okay. Yeah. But also, though, if it is your kink to cheat and like that, that is a total kink. Like it's valid for you. I'm saying for me personally, that's something that I don't find. Let's reframe that.
1: No, it's not valid to cheat. If it's your kink
0: to cheat consensually. Yeah. Well, that's not (laughs) In role play. But it's role play cheating or if like some form of this is your Mm -hmm. kink, it's okay as long as it's consensual and safe. I'm simply saying for me, it's not a kink. Because to me, my emotions get involved because I would never cheat on my partner. And I don't find that's actually exciting. But I do find it exciting to have an evil monster partner Mm -hmm. and then to be like, I can't help myself. You're just so sexy and kind. Let's go behind the stables. And we're actually in evil times as well in my fantasy. It's the excitement
1: of like the secrecy and the, you know. In my mind,
0: it is a Game of Thrones-esque world and I'm engaged to a monster like Joffrey Baratheon or that you're hot Ugh. and you're like a visiting witch. And so I'm cheating on you. I mean, cheating on him <laughs> with you. But it's not Joffrey. It's like a grown man because that's creepy because oh, he's, he's a kid. Oh, he's a kid. I'm I mean, oh. like an adult. I'm mean, like a Joffrey-like character, like the archetype.
1: What about that evil king guy that was into BDSM, but he did it non-consensually?
0: That was not from Game of Thrones. That Shit. was... That was from Vikings, but yes. Shit. That's fine. He wasn't the king. He was the advisor, but yes. That would be great. I would love that. Okay, my memory sucks, okay? Clearly. I feel like Game of Thrones. I Thron- remember the moments. Well, to your credit, I said Game of Thrones esque, and both Vikings and The Witcher and Game of Thrones are yeah. all sort of in the same genre, okay. like fan- high fantasy. I'll, I'll take that forgiveness because,
1: yes, they are. Yeah, but yes, yes, exactly.
0: Like that creepy guy, then it's fun. Oh, wait. Wasn't that in The Dragon Show? That's House of Dragons, which is the Game of Thrones universe. but all right. Did you not remember that those things overlap? You're having such a... She's laughing so hard at herself right now. Okay. It's fine. You just um, don't retain plots once you who's. step away from them. It's okay.
1: <laughs> well, unless I watch something over and over, which I hate doing.
0: Um, Anyways, pop sugar. Anyway,
1: but role play is really fun. You just have to be careful around it. I keep saying this. I just haven't done it yet, which is developing a class on role play via experience and talking about things like because the article mentions like safe words i just think that we should get more experience by role play with each other oh my god and others I see right and do through a group you right now role
0: play I, I want the class to be good and to <laughs> be based right on good stuff and i just want this okay so any who's it's my
1: point of bringing that up was the safe word part you be the milkman and make and i'll <laughs> make <the> sure <laughs> i'm gonna shove you in a bottle and leave you on a doorstep <laughs> You know, with role play, keep in mind that – I don't know why I'm going into this right now, but whatever. I always recommend – well, the times in my life that I have changed a safe word from the standard red-yellow is for role play, right? Um, Because of, at least to me, the
0: importance of staying in character. Um. Yeah, because that's what makes it kinky. The more in character, the kinkier it gets. The more in character and the darker. Keep your kinks. Use other words for safe words. All right, y'all. We are actually at the time that we like to be at when we wrap episodes. So thank mm. you so much for listening. Pop Sugar is an actual like treasure chest, apparently, of topic ideas. We can come back to some of these other articles for another <laughs> Cannot episode. Cannot wait. Cannot yeah. wait um we hope you enjoyed us uh thoroughly responding to this pop sugar article sarah youngblood gregory thank you so much for taking the time to write it we really highly recommend checking this out and if you have some vanilla people who maybe want to uh learn more about kinks this could be a great article to share so we will include the link in the episode description but before we go i want to say thank you to our amazing amazing team i am talking of course about sid tussled and lena Y'all, these people are our heroes because they are the reason that our systems online are functioning so well. We have Sid over here who built the website and the Discord. Lena, who helped to construct the channels, to pick some of the channels, and who helps to moderate the Discord in a very big way. Lena, we really appreciate you as well. And then we have the amazing Tussle, too, who is just always coming in clutch, taking notes for us, like, suggesting ideas, helping us to kind of, like, refine the podcast, And just as in general, an amazing person who also writes hilarious rundowns of the episodes. You can find them all on our Instagram. Thank you to Sid, Tussle, and Lena so much for all that y'all do. And of course, thank you to our two Call Me Kinklings. That's right, y'all. Two Call Me Kinklings. What are their names? Pudding! And Allie! Allie. Thank (laughs) you so much to Pudding and Allie for being at Call Me Kinklings. We really appreciate you. We also have another shout-out. Oh, we do? To whom are we shouting? Iris. Iris is a new patron. Thank you, Iris. We really appreciate you. All right, y'all. That was it. That was the episode. We'll see you next time on K is for Kinky. Bye, precious kinklings. Bye. Bye. Bye.